we are here to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And over the past several weeks, we have been looking at what the birth of Jesus means, what it meant for us, what it means for us, what it meant for mankind, what it means for mankind. We have been discussing uh, the sacrifice of what it meant for Jesus, who, according to Scripture, existed before his birth as a human. He has always existed as God, as part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we have seen that. We have looked at the Scriptures that describe that, and uh, not all of the Scriptures that describe that, but a, a select few. Um, we know that John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that Word being Jesus. And we know that in the beginning makes our memory go back to creation. And we, we've looked at several things that talked about the, these issues of with, with Jesus, with the Savior. Um, tomorrow night, when we come together for the candlelight service, we will read Luke chapter 2 and the Christmas story, and we will read verses 1 through 20. And it, it, I encourage you, if um, you're not going to be here, to read that at some point with your family. There's more to read than just that. Uh, but that is a great place, a great starting place, is, is Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And in verses 1 through 9 of that passage, we see that uh, David, sorry, not David, David's great, 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 great. Okay, I don't know exactly how many greats it was. Uh, but we see that Joseph, uh, the future husband of Mary, um, that Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem because there was a census going on, and he needed to be counted. And the way that you were counted that day was in the home, uh, your original home. David was a uh, Joseph was the descendant of David, and therefore he went to David's home, which was Bethlehem in order to be counted. And while uh, he was there, it came time for Mary to give birth. And she did so and had to put the baby in a manger. And that is the Christmas story. And what I want us to focus on are those two verses that come after that. And this is going to fit into the theme of what we've been talking about for the past several weeks of the fact that at Christmas, the original Christmas, Jesus was born, he, he gave himself, that's the gift that he gave, he gave himself, and we have been looking at the fact that since he gave himself, we should do the same, okay, he gave himself, let us do the same, and we see this uh, throughout the Christmas story. In Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, we see the following, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is right after we see Mary placing Jesus in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The angels appear in that same place, in that same area. The angels appear to some shepherds in a field. And this is what the angels said to the shepherd. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So what kind of news is the birth of Jesus for humans? It's good news. Uh, that might be an understatement in English. 
Um, but it's, it is the gospel. It is the good news that Jesus, that God was willing to leave heaven and, and be born as a human in order to do all the things that we have discussed in, in previous weeks. And instead of reminding you of those things up front in the introduction, I'm going to remind you of these things as we walk through some of, this, um, some of these passages we've looked at. Verse 11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There are several things that I want us to look at here and that we'll be looking at over the time. Hey, you, you know you're not bothering us, right? We're talking about a baby being put in a manger. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Haven, Haven said... I can't send his voice. Get me out of here. But you can't leave, Mo. You've got to stay. <clears throat> but I want us to look at this verse because this is the verse that we will be looking at throughout this entire message. We will continue to come back to this. The angels proclaim to the shepherds in the field that they are bringing good news and great joy. And look at what they say. For unto you is born this day... In the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is what we have been looking at. For unto you, unto whom? Everybody. The last verse said, it's good news for all the people. Now, you can look at that and you can wonder who all the people are because if you want to be specific, it's really good news for all the people who will put their faith in this baby. It's really good news for all the people who will believe and, and, and follow Jesus because the good news is offered to everyone. Salvation is offered to everyone, but will everyone accept that offer? No. Salvation is a gift. It's given by grace and mercy, as we will see in some, some Scripture coming up. But just because it's offered doesn't mean that we accept it. And so, for unto you, unto you being the shepherds in the field, unto you being all of mankind, unto you still applies to us today. Unto you is born this day. Jesus became man for the glory of God, and that's how we're going to end this sermon. I, I'm, I'm not trying to give spoilers, but it is absolutely for God's glory that Jesus came. But you know what? who else benefited from it? We did. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So even in naming him here, Jesus was often called Christ. Jesus was often called Lord. The angel is proclaiming that this is not just another baby. This is the Christ. This is the one who was prophesied about for many, many years previously, since the beginning of time. This is the one when, in Genesis 1.26, when God said, let us make man in our image, this was the us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And 
Genesis, after Adam and Eve sinned and the fall occurred, the fall of man, and they were being escorted out of the garden because of their sin, and, and they could no longer have this special relationship with God because of sin, even in that moment, God clothed them. And in order to clothe them, it took the life of an animal. It required animal skins, furs, to clothe them. And even in that moment, we were looking forward to the fact that God was willing to sacrifice in order to care for us, even in the midst of our sin. And we see that foreshadowed. We get to Genesis 12 and we see Abraham I will make you a blessing to all nations. How is God going to make Abraham, this old man in this tiny part of the world, how is he going to make him a blessing to all people? Well, because one of his descendants would be Jesus. And unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's how. One day, Christmas would happen. That's how God was going to fulfill that promise. That's how he was going to bless people. And if we continue, we see Jesus in the Old Testament over and over and over and over again. Now, he's not a human. He's not been given the name Jesus yet, but he appears over and over. We see him prophesied we see it prophesied that he will come. In fact, the city of David, Bethlehem, this was prophesied in the Old Testament that this is where he would be born. By a virgin, Mary, that was prophesied by a virgin. In Isaiah, it was prophesied that he would be wounded for our transgressions. It was prophesied that he would suffer. It was prophesied that he would be the lion of the tribe of Judah. He would be a conquering king. It was all prophesied. And they were trying to piece together what this looks like. And here, it's coming together. In Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. I'm going to read these one more time. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now, we have discussed this over the past few weeks, and for those of you who weren't here, I'm going to bring up choice scriptures from the passages. We looked at them in context. Today, we're just going to look at them one at a time, but Uh, In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, um, we discussed this very thing, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's see how we discuss that in Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared. Now this is Paul writing after Jesus' life, after his death and his resurrection and his ascension. This is later. He's looking back. And he says, for the grace of God has appeared. How did the grace of God appear? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
That's how the grace of God appeared, bringing salvation, a Savior, bringing salvation for all people. And again, this is all people who place their faith in him. Paul makes that very clear. He expounds upon that. That's basically what the entire book of Romans is about, is that we needed a Savior and that we have to place our faith in him. It is by grace that we have been saved. Another one of Paul's verses from Philippians. And so here in Titus, he makes it clear in Titus also. Um, But when he says the grace of God has appeared, he is talking about the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus. God the Father sent his Son. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. And then in Titus 2.14, we saw this verse. Who, this being Jesus, who gave himself for us, for unto us, a child is born. For unto us. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. It's not just about Jesus being Savior. It's not just about what he saved us from. Yes, he saved us. He redeemed us from all lawlessness. But it's also about what he saved us for. When we look at a baby... For those of you who have had children in here, when that baby was born, was there a feeling of, uh, for some of you, of what do I do now? Was there a feeling of, will I ever sleep again? I'm glad Jill and April left for this part. Oh, Danae's still in here. I don't know. I'm sorry. Hopefully the baby's sleeping great. Um, For some of you, you have teenagers and you're still wondering if the baby's ever going to sleep. But a, a baby brings joy, it brings hope, it brings concern. And here was this baby born in an unseemly way, in a way that no one deserves. In, in a, the, when they went to Bethlehem for the census, it was packed. Everybody was going to be counted, and there was no room for them in the hotel. And Mary, basically, from what we understand, is giving birth in a barn or outdoors in some way where rather than a crib, she places the baby in a manger. And this is the Savior of the universe. This is God. And he leaves the comforts of heaven to be born as a man for us, for himself, for the glory of the Father, so that we can all be in relationship together. That's how much he loved us. It's, it's like, a, a, I, I know that there's no one in here who watches romance movies or like Hallmark movies or things like that. I know none of y'all would ever do that. Um, some of your televisions haven't left the Hallmark Channel since December 1st. But anyway, um, you know, in romance movies, I see some of you guys rolling your eyes. Uh, I guess, sorry about that. Uh, but in romance movies, 
we see these just unbelievable stories of this uh, prince marrying this woman who wasn't even royalty. Or we see these people, you know, falling in love and despite all circumstances. Well, if there's ever a romance story, it's God and His people. A God who is perfect, who has never done anything wrong, and a people who are not, and who have done everything wrong. And yet, he loved us enough to make a way for us to have a relationship with him. And it was through this baby. Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, decided that Jesus would be born as a man. We know that Jesus did this so that he could come and die on the cross for us. He never sinned. He didn't deserve any punishment, but mankind deserved punishment. And Jesus took that punishment for us. That's why he was born, in order to grow up, in order to do that. And he willingly went to the cross and offered himself as a sacrifice for all. Run to us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That's what he did for us. This is a love story. The Bible is a love story about how God loved his people despite their rebellion, despite us cheating, despite us running in the opposite direction. He loved us and he pursued us and he paid the ultimate price to have us in relationship with him. And now it's our choice. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And it is our choice of whether we look at this Savior in His beauty and we choose to follow Him. We give Him our lives. We ask Him to forgive us of our sins. And we are saved by this Savior. If God is drawing your heart to Him, then follow him. If God has done that in the past and you have said yes to him, then let's follow his example. What a missionary God we serve. A God who leaves comfort to go into danger. A God who leaves comfort to go into poverty. A God who leaves comfort, and comfort is not a strong enough word for what he was leaving in heaven. But a God who loves comfort in order to come to this world to experience pain, to experience suffering for our sake, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. It's not just about what we were saved from, our lawlessness and ourselves. It's what we're saved for. We're saved for him. We are his, a people who are zealous for good works. Let us look for opportunities every day, but especially during this season. Let us look for opportunities to love people. Let us look for opportunities to be like Jesus to people. Whether we're living right here in Mansfield or whether like the people in the video that were in Ukraine, which, Artem, was that pretty cool to see someone from your country there? 
Um, Artem is a, an exchange student who's been here since uh, August, and he's lived with the Harrisons and Miss Winkley, and we see all the, Miss Winkley, that sounded weird, Connie, and, uh, <laughs> and he comes over here from the Ukraine and watches a video this morning of some people from that country. And so, anyway, Jesus is a Savior who saved us from our sins, but saved us for a purpose. And it's not just us in Mansfield, Arkansas. It's us, anyone, all over the world who follows Jesus. There are people coming to know him from all over the world. You realize Christianity didn't originate here. It originated for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It originated on the cross. It originated with the resurrection. It originated on the day of Pentecost. It originated when Jesus said, come follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And he sent those literal fishermen of fish and other occupations out. And they were to go and tell the world of Jesus and share his love with them. And the mission has not changed. He saved for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. If you're saved, that should be you. Are you zealous for good works? We looked at Colossians chapter 1. And in verses 15 and 16, we see this for unto you. We see this Savior. Um, Verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So Jesus is the image of everything that we know about God. Jesus is God. Jesus is the image of everything we know about the Father. It came to fruition. It manifested in Jesus. The firstborn of all creation, we described how that's not, literally he was born. That's talking about him being an heir of everything, like him uh, inheriting just as the firstborn in that culture did. And so he inherits the glory from the creation. For by him, verse 16, all things were created. And so we looked at this in in our second week of this series in detail, looking at the grace of God appeared, Jesus, his birth, for unto us. Um, We looked at the fact that we are saved for him, and then we went back to Colossians, to see exactly what, who is this Jesus? And we've already summarized this a lot in the sermon, so I won't linger here long. Um, But he is a creator, and yet he puts on flesh. God becomes man, for unto us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's look at Titus Going back to Titus chapter 3. We looked at several verses here. We looked at the government verses at the beginning of the chapter. 
um, which ring of some things said about Jesus in the Old Testament um, in Isaiah. But here, in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, we see, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. What do we see here? Well, God loved man. The goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared. Appeared for unto us, our Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He saved us, verse 5. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You see how that Christmas story that we read every year in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, and we're focusing this morning, especially on verse 11, how it's echoed, echoed, echoed throughout the scripture. And here we're seeing a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I mean, if you look at those verses, he's called Savior twice, and the uh, reality of his, what he's saving us from is mentioned throughout, and his ability and how he was going to go through with saving us, that it was simply an act of mercy. It's by, done by grace. It's not by any of our works or anything that we do, and, and it's just a gift from God the Father, that He poured on us by the Holy Spirit and through what Jesus did. And so right here in these verses, we see the Trinity at work. We see Christ's deity. We see that He is able to save save us so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Here it is again. It's not just what we're saved from. There's definitely that. We are saved from our sin, from our actions, from ourselves, from just the fact that we were born into a sinful world, a world that is dying and decaying, a world where ice caps are melting and hurricanes are happening and all of this chaos is, 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 exists we will be saved from the earth itself. We will be saved, or the earth in its current form, I should say. We will be saved from our actions. We will be saved, spiritually speaking, from our sins. We will be given eternal life. We will become heirs with God. He has blessed us. Through that baby. Salvation is for us. It's why he was born. It's why he came. Let us not waste Christmas. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about the way you act this Christmas. I'm saying, let us not waste the birth of the Savior. The birth of God. Let us look upon him. Let us realize who he is and what he has done and let us accept that, that gift that he offers to us. Luke 2, 14, going back to Luke 2 and that birth story and the shepherds in the field and the angels appear. And one of the things that happens is the multitude joins them 
And this is what they say. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And King James says goodwill to men. This is and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Either way, whatever, whatever way you translate it into the English, the same is true. Because peace does not come to those who are enemies of God. And when I say enemies, I don't mean enemies as in God is out to get them and hates them. God sent his son for his enemies. God sent his son to save us. And, and so the peace is for those with whom he is pleased, meaning those who have a relationship with this baby, those who believe in him, those who love him, peace, goodwill to men. We have an opportunity to be made right with God through this child. And this is what they're singing. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. So in conclusion, he gave himself, let us do the same. He set the example of what it means to give and give and give of oneself for the sake of God the Father, for the glory of God the Father, and also to the benefit of all those around us. Now, we live our lives to help, to do good works, but that doesn't mean that the people around us will always like that or accept that, but we can't control that. Jesus came and he did what he was called to do, what the Father asked of him. He did it faithfully, obediently, and the world was changed because of it. And we are sitting here this morning praising our Father, praising the fact that he sent his Son in order to save us. And yes, it's true that there will be people who do not believe this message all over the world. There's nothing we can do about that as far as us changing their hearts. We can go, we can tell them, and we should. And we should start right here. We should start today. If you go out to lunch, you should look for an opportunity to show the love of Christ to someone there. And when you're showing the love of Christ to people, there needs to be a moment where you come to a point where you ask them about their relationship with Jesus. Do they have one? Do they know him? What do they think about him? Tell me about that relationship. Because we want others to know him. We want not just an angel in the field. He deserves more than that. He deserves the multitude saying, glory in the highest. And he deserves for the world to know him. And what's best for the world? What's best for our friends and family here in Mansfield and to the ends of the earth? It's to know him. So let me read this as we close. Another one of Paul's writings, Philippians chapter 2. He starts this chapter by encouraging them to get along, encouraging the church to be of one mind, to be in one accord. And then he gets to verse 5 and he tells them, Paul's exhortment to the church at Philippi, my encouragement for the church at Mansfield, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made him, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's Christmas. He made himself nothing for us. He emptied himself for us. He was God in heaven, and he became God on earth. He put on flesh, fragile flesh that could get sick, that could get hurt, that could experience death. He did that for us. And because of his work, because of his humility, because of his humiliation, because of what he did for God the Father and what he did for us in helping us to have a relationship, because of him, at his name, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Where are you this morning? Have you put your faith in Jesus? Do you believe this birth story? Do you believe that God sent his son? If God has given you the ability to have that faith, to believe that, then don't run from it. Embrace him. Embrace the Savior. Run to Jesus this morning. He has done everything necessary for you to just come to him and say, save me, Savior. Because remember, for unto us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is who? Christ the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we love you, and I pray that as we prepare our hearts for Christmas, that you would prepare our spirits for Christmas, that you would help us to know who you are as fully as we can, Lord. Help us open our eyes. Lord, if we don't know you, if we have no relationship with you, then I pray that you would show us the relationship we need. Help us to see that. I pray that people would put their faith in you. God, for those of us who do know you, I pray that you would just help us to remember our first love, Lord. Help us to see how romantic what you did really was. And Lord, how you didn't just save us from sin. You saved us for a purpose. And help us to remember our purpose. And God, give us opportunities to live out that purpose in good works every single day, Lord. And as Christmas approaches, I pray that we would be able to love all those that we come into contact with whether it's our family, our friends, or strangers, I pray that over the next few days that we would have opportunity after opportunity to show people your love. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, for becoming man. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for saving us. I thank you that because you have life eternal, Because the grave could not hold you, you offer the same to us through salvation. And God, I pray that for every person in here, that we would have a relationship with you and that we would live out that relationship in a way that glorifies you and honors you, Father. Just as Jesus lived his life out. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. During this time, you respond to God in whatever way he's leading you. Let's stand.